Hi, I'm Kim Bob Benny, and this is the Roaring Persons Podcast, a podcast about politics and issues and just a chance to tell it like it is. So originally this episode's central theme was going to be whether Biden should do the debate with Trump on Joe Rogan's podcast, Joe Rogan Moderating. And I'll just say quickly and confessionally, my gut reaction was that Biden should do it. If Biden would say, okay, bring it and agree to do it, I think it would be huge for him. But then Trump's been so erratic lately and he's saying more and more (laughs) insane things like he's not going to accept the election results no matter what they are unless they're in his favor um where do we find ourselves the prospect of that debate just kind of got blown out of the water in my opinion i don't want to be an alarmist i don't like to have that pinned on me but i've been predicting what's going to happen before it's happened for years now, especially with Trump. You know, I predicted that there would be no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. I knew it, I didn't predict it. I could see that it was all a farce. And now I'm trying to figure out what we can do if Trump doesn't accept the election results. And he said he's not going to. So the streets are erupting again because of Breonna Taylor not getting justice and Trump's administration is, he's got his, they've got their knee on our necks, people. And they're looking in the camera and not caring as they're being watched, slaughtering us, letting us die. Over 200,000 people have died of COVID-19 because of Trump's incompetence and willful negligence. And one of them was my Aunt Barbara, who I was very close to. I lived with her and my uncle for a year when I was 20 years old, and it had a huge impact on me. And I I thought I would see her at least one more time before she was gone. I mean, she was 72, but she was the rock of her family. She was the main kindness and source of love and stability for her three grandchildren. So it's just mind boggling to me the way people just casually dismiss over 200,000 people and counting. I really thought I'd have one more chance to see her. So I want Biden to avenge her. And I'm worried because for instance, tonight on Rachel Maddow's show, where we learned, where I learned of Trump's latest treasonous vow to throw out the ballots because he knows that he's going to lose if all the mail-in ballots are counted and he has no problem lying his face off like he always does and always has. He keeps claiming that everybody knows the mail-in ballots are a disaster, but they're not. There has been mail-in voting in several states exclusively, like California and Oregon, forever. We know how to do this. But he can conveniently claim that and then conveniently say that he has authority to stop the election 
and somebody has to do something about it. And Rachel Maddow is finally is taking it seriously because for the last few years, she's very witty and very eloquent and very educated and very amusing, clever. Did I say that already? And she loves to make a point in a very poetic, almost poetic way, even though it's supposed to be prose. And I've been pulling my hair out because she hasn't been treating this with the seriousness that I thought it deserved. She's been acting like, well, we don't know what he's gonna do. I've known what he was gonna do from four years ago on election night when my brother laughed at me when I started to cry. And you know, I see all the assholes in the world laughing at me, but my brother shouldn't. And then I, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but something like, I, I can't believe you have this attitude. I'm appalled that you, my brother said, give him a chance. And I was like, no, no, we cannot give him a chance. And I was right. Even if there's nothing we can do, we cannot take the attitude of give him a chance. No, Dave Chappelle, no, my brother, no, whoever said that, thinking they were being rational and reasonable. I tried to tell you back then. And now we're on the verge of, if Trump has his way, we'll be living like Russians. Not allowed to say anything against the government, everyone depressed, drinking themselves to death, working where they tell you to work, going where they tell you to go, living in fear of being poisoned if you speak out. That's the shit that Russians live with. And then, I again, I'm trying not to be alarmist, but I still, I think, Kamala Harris should go on Joe Rogan's show and no holds barred. Don't try to stick it. I think it would be huge if she did and just figured out what questions are going to be asked or anticipate the questions that would be asked and be ready to answer them. Joe Biden's message of dignity is certainly noble and something, of course, we all want. And it does boil down to that, but I'm not sure people hear the word dignity and are really inspired. Maybe equality, because that's what it all boils, truly boils down to. If we have equality, everybody has dignity. I think I've said it before. I grew up around a lot of people who were disrespectful to people just for where they were born or their color of their skin or what religion they were born into. It was chilling for me to grow up in that because I couldn't say anything. My parents didn't talk like that and didn't use racial slurs or approve of my racist relatives talking like that at all. As a matter of fact, one of my most vivid memories is when I asked to go to this concert of this group back in the 70s called Black Oak, Arkansas. And I was 13 and my parents were not going to let me go to that kind of concert unchaperoned, so they went. and. The lead singer of that group was, well, the nickname was Jim Dandy, and he was really raunchy. And um, it was just a wild show, you know, hard rock, which was very unusual for me. I was very much a soft rock type of Miss Polly Purebred kid. But um, at the very end of the show, Jim Dandy brought out a Confederate flag and started running around the stage with it. And my father was livid. And he made me and my friends leave immediately. It was sort of the end anyway, but he was so furious. I was so scared. And that made a big impression on me. 
because back then the Confederate flag wasn't really discussed like it is being discussed now. So I think back on that memory and I'm proud of my father for that now. I wish I could talk to him, but he's no longer with us. I think my father may have tried to stop my grandfather from saying anything, you know, racial slurs. My grandfather used to make really weird passive aggressive comments or do passive aggressive things like walk out of the room if there were uh, black news people on the nightly news. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh my God, what the hell is wrong with him? But I, I didn't have the balls to say anything and I didn't have the support from anybody if I'd said anything. And that's scary when you feel like you could be all alone if you do speak up. It is hard. So what we have to do, no matter what we're scared of, is we have to register to vote. We have to ask everybody we talk to if they're registered to vote. And understand this, even people who kind of don't think Trump's that bad, you, you really do have blinders on if you don't think he's that bad. It's not okay to stand by and watch people being punished and tortured and murdered, which is what's going on. And it's not okay for Trump to just act like he's done a great job with COVID-19. No, he's not. And I can speak from personal experience because I was, I, I did not see my aunt's passing coming. I would have seen me going before I expected her to go, or my uncle. Oh my gosh, my uncle is in bad shape, really bad shape, much, well, maybe not much worse than she was. She did have Dovick's disease, which is like MS. And she, you know, it really took a toll on her, but um, they only have one daughter and they adopted her late in their lives. And um, that daughter's had, has three kids. My Aunt Barbara's daughter has three kids. And my Aunt Barbara is truly the only loving, stable force in their lives. And now she's gone from them. And apparently, I, I, I've never met these kids. It, it's, I don't want to go into my family dynamic, but. And one of the kids is showing signs of ha having anger management problems, I'm told, by my mother, who used to talk to my aunt a lot. She talked to my aunt more than I talked to my aunt, which makes me ashamed, to be honest, because sometimes in my family, I feel like I do all the heavy lifting that I have to do all the contact work to keep the bonds or the ties that bind in the family. I don't know. I miss her. I miss knowing that she's there to answer questions. I'm glad that last year at Christmas time when I was trying to do my other podcast, the Kim Bob Baking Show, I asked for her povetitsa recipe. Povetitsa is an Eastern European bread and she, her mother was Polish. So my aunt identified as Polish. I mean, she was Polish like a Jew is Jewish and a Catholic, well, she was Catholic also. Polish Catholic. And I learned a lot from her and the, the povetitsa. I was there one time at her mother's house when they were all making it and it's a huge loaf, sort of like if a cinnamon walnut loaf is what it ends up being. But the way they put it together is really cool and it all comes together in a big loaf. And it, they make it around Christmas. It's a very special recipe that is only made for celebrations. And I'm so glad I have that. I have not attempted the recipe. I'm gonna to have to do that and do the a Kim Bob Baking Show episode. Look for that one. 
on any app you might use to search for podcasts. You can listen to this one. You can listen to that one. It's all good. I want to remind people that, um, gosh, (laughs) the Bloomberg story's already kind of faded into the ether. I wanted to talk about that. The government in Florida wants to investigate what Bloomberg's doing by paying off felons' fees. Not even billions of dollars can keep the government off your back. These Republicans, they are determined to stay in power. It's another thing I've seen coming, but not like I was beating a drum about it. I first saw this phenomenon of white men freaking out as they lose power in the 80s. There was a movie called Falling Down with Michael Douglas, and he was a computer programmer, just a guy who worked in a cubicle at some, I don't remember what his company was, but they fire him because there's a recession and it's in LA and he has to drive on the, in the LA traffic. And because LA traffic is so horrible, he just kind of goes nuts because he's been fired. And the, I think the reason he was fired is because he was starting to lose it a little bit. And he just has this weird travel through LA after he gets, I think he gets out of his car and abandons it. I'd have to go watch it again, but I don't know if I can stomach it right now with everything that's going on. All this dysfunction tied to masculinity in my eyes. (laughs) That should get me a ticket on a lot of podcasts. Oh, well, what can I say? I'll just keep recording this one and it'll be the legacy I leave for whatever descendants I may have. I do want to say a couple of things that have nothing to do with politics, just to um, encourage you all to be kinder and more respectful and just doing little things that just little differences. If you use these apps to get food delivered, please just give five stars, no matter what may be wrong. Because especially for grocery shopping, if you don't give very explicit instructions on what you want, and what you want if they don't have it and then stay in touch with the people on the app when they're trying to ask you what you would rather have hey don't stiff that delivery person and give them just three crummy bucks to haul a 150 dollar order up to a second floor apartment that's not cool that happened to me tonight and then the next order i won't say the app i was working on tonight i am a i am doing grocery shopping It is not easy, especially because people don't want to respond to text, even though they've said, you know, contact me for the choice I want on the substitutes. And the woman seemed to get very snippy when right out of the gate, I had to ask her a question about some tomatoes that she had a very specific instruction on. And It's a boring story because who wants to hear about this woman and her tomatoes? But she said they had to be uh, sweet grape tomatoes and she didn't want a substitute. And there's different kinds of grape tomatoes in the produce section, but none of them say sweet. And I saw a new uh, brand tonight that said sugar bombs. And I, she'd already said, forget the tomatoes, drop them from the list. And then I saw the sugar bomb grape tomatoes. And I tried to, I sent her a picture. For some reason, she just turned sour all of a sudden. And I'm not sure why. Because it was the same kind of conversation I've had with many people who were very friendly and helpful. 
If you're using these apps to order something, be as helpful as you can to the person. And unless they, you know, spit on your front door, give them five stars. It's a lot of work and it's very discouraging when people, you know, spend all this money to get a delivery. And what I want to say is please check out Runner City Austin, even if you're not in Austin. Runner City Austin is a Facebook page. Check out how it works and start it in your city. Start a page where people can ask somebody to pick up their dinner from a restaurant or get some groceries from the grocery store or uh, haul off junk. And other people in town who've been laid off of work, who've got cars and who can run these errands are doing them. So that the runner keeps 100% of the money and there's no app taking a chunk out of the restaurant's part. There's a Spanish speaking uh, page called Ayuda, which means help where you know the spanish-speaking community is helping each other out you know, running errands when someone can't it's a really great system so check out runner city austin or ayuda a-u no not a-u a-y-u-d-a i'm pretty sure and um don't use the app so much those guys don't need another condo or another yacht or another luxury vacation Give your money to the people who really need it. Oh, and one last thing, uh, pull up at traffic lights, especially like if you're in the left turn lane and there's like almost a car length between you and the car in front of you, somebody behind you is not able to get in the lane, which is building up traffic in the lane to your right. And it's just causing backups. So do little things in traffic that you can do to make everybody's commute better. Don't change lanes a lot. Move forward in the left turn lane. Think about what you're doing. Don't be on your phone so intently. That, hey, oh, and watch the and watch the light too. Especially when you're the first car in line. Yeah, we all check our phones, but you can check your phone and keep your eye on the light. Do that for me, please. It would be really nice if we could all remember the manners we were hopefully brought up with. What happened to people's manners? Treat each other with dignity. Treat each other with respect. If we do, we all win. And having Trump as president is not sustainable. I think we're going to have to start talking about a general strike. And I think that's what I'll focus on for the next episode. So remember to register to vote, make a plan to vote, and be kind. I know you hear that a lot. Be respectful. You don't necessarily have to be kind and loving, but be respectful because we're not gonna make it if we can't figure that out. And it's so easy. Even if you've walked around with a giant chip on your shoulder all your life, let it go. And message me if you've got some ideas or just wanna say something. If you have um, a subject you wanna talk about, we could talk about working that out. It's been real and it's been fun and I guess it's been real fun, so. Thank you. This has been Roaring Persons. I'm Kim Bob Benny, and ciao for now.